What's the latest on the top Miami Hurricanes recruiting targets in this busy class of 2024? You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, your host, University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet and contributor to allhurricanes.com. And thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. All the everydayers out there, we love you. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. And we have with us our Locked on Network recruiting expert, Brian Smith. Brian, how are you? I'm doing well, sir. How about yourself? I'm doing very well. And guys, LinkedIn is the college recruiting sponsor all across the Locked on Podcast Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. So, Brian, I want to start on a defensive lineman who has Miami in his finalist group who's going to be announcing on the 22nd of July. So he's announcing this weekend. And that's T.A. Cunningham uh now at miami central i've definitely heard mixed messages on ta brian because sometimes i can't tell if miami staff has cooled off on him um it seems to me like penn state is the favorite heading into this weekend where do you think things stand with ta i think that's a pretty good estimation based on all the smoke uh, i actually texted with him this morning and told him i wanted to interview him afterwards not going to steal his thunder or anything but I'm kind of curious to see, I, I've known him for three years. I'm, I'm curious to see where things change because his recruitment has been all over the map. He's got 50 plus offers. Wow. Uh, he's transferred. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. He transferred down to Miami Central. And obviously you can't get more recruiting centric than that program for obvious reasons. They're the reigning national champions are pretty good. So Penn State doesn't really do well in, in South Florida very often, but they've started. It's, it's a weird deal from a million angles. But again, to your point, does Miami really want him right now? I don't know the answer to that. I haven't heard his name recently. So that makes me wonder, too. So I'll know more after I talk to Cunningham himself. But I have a feeling his recruitment won't be done regardless after he makes his announcement. What kind of a player is he on the off chance he does end up at Miami? What could fans of Miami or fans of Penn State expect from T.A. Cunningham? This is a kid, when I first met him, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. You're you're 14 years old. He was like 260, lean and long and 6'4". And I, I was at the Under Armour event. I'm like, this is ridiculous. And he's just gotten stronger and a little bit bigger. Um, the length, the get off and all that is there. Just needs to improve technique. I don't think he would be a year one like starter at Penn State or Miami. But the long-term upside is phenomenal. And that's why he has 50 offers. So. It's it's pretty interesting because you just can't build that frame. He's him and Camarian Franklin are almost identical in frame, mm. and that's that's a pretty good thing to have in common. Uh, the other thing about him is great kid. He's not gonna have to worry about him off the field. Real smart guy, so that absolutely helps your recruiting profile too. Speaking of Camarian Franklin, we might as well stay on the defensive line. Uh, he's expected uh, back down in Miami. I think it'll be the fifth trip he takes down here. Yeah. Of course, four of those being unofficial visits. He'll be at the end of the month for Miami's end of dead period barbecue. We get a question from Colby in our subtext group that says, hey, is there a chance Miami can wrap up Camarian Franklin after his next visit coming up? I'm sure they'd like to, Brian. And listen, sometimes you don't know with this timing stuff because we, we both thought – 
Jojo Trader was going to take it all the way into December, and he ends up announcing last week for Miami. So you have to wonder if Miami would like to seal the deal with Camarion. Uh, to your point, Jojo has told me multiple times to my face that he was going to do that, and that I got a text that he committed. <laughs> so you never know. Uh, like I say on this show constantly, we are dealing with 17-year-olds. Consistency, when things are going to happen, yeah, that's always a bit of an iffy situation. As for Franklin, I don't know how that's going to play out long-term. I know Auburn thinks they've got a great shot at him now, too, and he's supposedly going to their, I think it's called Big Cat Weekend or something. I don't know the dates, but he, he seems to be a kid that's conflicted. Um, I'm not sure it would be good for him to announce because I don't think it would matter much. He, he has uh, Ole Miss, Tennessee, Auburn, and Miami all fighting, but actions do speak louder than words. If it is really his fifth visit, it's kind of like, my God, why would you spend so much time and it's the furthest away from him because he lives in Mississippi and then pick another school? So I'm I'm curious about the Auburn visit morning because they're kind of the newcomer. But other than that, I mean, if I had to pick, I would pick Miami today. It's just he hasn't told anybody about a date. I haven't heard any smoke about anything coming up like him even announcing a date. So until otherwise proven, I'm going to predict that he makes his decision on National Signing Day. I got you. Brian Smith, our recruiting expert here on the Lockdown Network, is with us. He's also my colleague at allhurricanes.com. We'll get into a couple of the current members of the team a little bit later on, but we're talking recruiting as well here on Lockdown Canes. So um, something that has every Miami fan talking is the Miami Gardens Ravens momentum, yeah. right? All, all these all these cool. kids who played at Rod Mack's program, uh, they played Optimus football together. The Purple Ravens, as you know, we've already seen Miami land, Shavers, Wheatley Humphrey, JoJo Trader, Ryan Mack, OJ Frederick, who all played together. And then you kind of look at, okay, who are the other guys that were part of that group? And, you know, one of them, uh, you know, was Jeremiah Smith, Luane McCoy. They're both committed elsewhere. I also want to talk about Zaquan Patterson, the five star safety, because he was part of that group. And this is another one, if I'm not mistaken, Brian, kind of like JoJo Trader, where expecting you know a, a late announcement like a December type of thing from Zaquan but now you, you never know what's going to happen here but where do you think Miami stands with Patterson I've heard good things there and that his communication with Miami is very good now to get it narrowed down to a timeline I wouldn't touch that with a 10-foot pole South Florida kids have proven me wrong time and time again about when they're going to announce so I'm just going to let it be but Auburn Miami, Florida State, those would be some of the picks, maybe Ohio State or Michigan. But uh, I, if I had to pick today, I would say Miami. Okay. And I want to talk about one of these other Miami Gardens Ravens when we come back because uh, we've talked a lot in recent weeks about Luane McCoy, but we yes. haven't gotten the patented Brian Smith scouting report. So I definitely want to get that when we come back. We're only getting started here. Brian Smith is with me, Alex Dono, on a brand new episode of Locked on Canes. Keep it locked. Guys, I hope you've been keeping it locked to FanDuel. If you want to take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel, you can get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets, up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. So not only do you have nothing to lose on that first bet, you've got a double gain possibility because even if you win that bet, you can get an extra $200 right in your account. It is a good thing to behold. That's $200 you can spend 
betting everything from the money line to the over-under to who do you think is going to hit the first home run. And all of that is on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you can get paid instantly. There is no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts, available free on YouTube and for the everydayers. We will be having Larry Bluestein on tomorrow's episode. So we're bringing the big hitters this week, Brian Smith and Larry Bluestein in back-to-back days. You're going to get the best recruiting information you can get anywhere right here on Locked on Canes. And so, all right, Brian, there's been a lot of chatter. Um, you know, Luane McCoy, back all the way back on April 13th, verbally committed to Florida State. And that was something that it definitely surprised a lot of Miami fans because McCoy had been seemingly trend, been trending towards the U. My understanding was uh, he wasn't really feeling the love from Miami staff at that time. I think they've turned it up a few notches since then. And there's been a lot of buzz about a possible flip. I'm sure Florida State is aware of that and, and they're trying to kind of counter recruit. And so there's Probably some battles going on behind the scenes. But uh, one thing we haven't done, Brian, is get the Luane McCoy scouting report. What can Miami or Florida State fans expect from that young man? First off, it's speed. Uh, he, he just runs by guys, man. He, I've seen him several times, and he's always impressive. He beats guys in one-on-one in press, whether they're in zone, etc. And usually it has something to do with a stop-and-start move. And when he takes off and he's ready to go, brother, if your if your body lean is in the wrong way, it's it's six. Um, I thought he was as impressive a receiver as there was at Under Armour Miami this year, and obviously the state of Florida wide receiver group is loaded every year. And I thought that he ran the gauntlet well. He did all the drills well, and he's just ultra competitive. So he can play flanker. He can play slot. He can be a kick and punt return guy. He is a gadget player that has big time skills. And finally. Just joking around, goofing around, watching him. He catches deep balls with one hand and stuff. Like yeah. He has natural hands. Like I, I saw him do that a couple of times. I was at IMG and he was at an event. And I'm like, he's not even trying. Like it's just super natural. He, him and Josiah Trader are very much like that. Um, they can just make catches that other people don't. And that's a skill that never goes out of style, man. You can't gain yards if you don't catch it. So love his upside. And I think he's one of the best receivers in the country want to circle back to Zaquan Patterson because we talked a little bit about his recruitment, the five-star safety out of Chaminade, but I'd love your scouting report. And Miami is a team that, you know, they, they're going to need safeties. They've got already got some guys committed in this class, but you're going to be more than likely losing your top two safeties to the NFL next year. Patterson can play multiple spots. He is the ultimate Jack of all trades and still be really good at multiple. Number one, he's very smart. He's a guy that you can put in the back end of your defense and he can operate it and figure out where everybody needs to go. When you play a team that's got a lot of shifts, a lot of motions, different things, teams try to get matchups for one, but they also just try to get bus. That's how you score. You know, it's like a, if you leave a, a hanging curveball in front of Aaron judge. It doesn't go well for you. This is the same concept. It's seriously. I mean, like, yeah. you look at a home runs. Most of them are just middle of the plate. You screw up. They're going to watch it. And that's what offenses are trying to do. Patterson's ability to be a leader and be smart, like he's really articulate, is going to be one of his biggest, if not his biggest attributes. But then you talk about the frame, the hitting power, and the ability to change direction at his size. He could play free safety. He could play nickel. 
He's even playing some corner this year for Shamanata Madonna. And while I don't project him there at the college level, that puts it in perspective. Shamanata's coaching staff's very good. They're not going to just throw him out there for funsies. They're going to expect him to make plays. So I think he's going to be able to play some man coverage. And quite honestly, most safeties aren't real good at that. So if you can play at least some man coverage at the next level, in, in addition to your run run support and all that, you can be good. And all of it together, I don't see how he doesn't make an impact regardless of the school as a freshman. He's, he's going to play. You know, a lot of folks on our subtext community have been throwing out prospects they'd like us to talk about. And one that keeps coming up is Ryan Wingo, the five-star <laughs> wide receiver. And he's he even said it uh, – within the last week that his announcement is going to come on December 20th, which is the first day of the early signing period. Now, uh, and Miami has been one of the teams that has had a little bit of buzz for him during the process. So honestly, from, from where I sit, you're talking about a receiver who's from outside the area. He's a St. Louis, Missouri kid, right? Ryan Wingo. So he's, he's outside the area. He doesn't have the emotional ties that someone like Jojo trader or even Jeremiah Smith might have to Miami. Uh, I think this gives Miami an opportunity, right? If he's not going to announce until after the college season is over, if Miami goes out there, slings it around the yard, shows a more exciting, progressive passing game under Shannon Dawson, and you see what kind of work Kevin Beard can do with those receivers, uh, I, I think that could give Miami more of a chance between now and December. What do you think? I think that's exactly right. Any wide receiver, Wingo included, if Miami goes out and throws for 3,200 yards this year and 30 touchdowns, you know, or more, whatever it may be, and they win games, then, yeah, you're interested. I mean, last year Miami's offense was so bad, average, what, 23 points a game? I mean, yeah. what, what receiver really wanted to pick them after that season? None. And why would they? So you have to prove it on the field. I've said it many times on this show, and I'll say it again. Receivers in particular, they want to see it. They want to see it because everything they do is attached to that quarterback. So I think that Shannon Dawson's offense will give them that chance, and it would not surprise me in the least if Wingo took another trip to Coral Gables because Miami needs a big receiver in this class, and he is a big guy too. Um, that's the one thing in Florida this year. There aren't a ton of bigger receivers. You know, everybody talks about Jeremiah, but if they don't get him, who would the big-bodied guy be? So they might have to go out of state for that, and they definitely need one in this class. Like it. When we come back, um, I want to ask Brian about a couple of players currently on the roster. One of those is an incoming true freshman. What kind of impact they're going to have on the team this year? Be very defensive line heavy when we come back. As Brian recently wrote about Leonard Taylor on allhurricanes.com. And if there's anybody, if there's any of Miami's incoming 2023 freshmen that I'm probably most excited about, even over all the rest, it's Ruben Hurricane Bain. So we're going to talk about Bain. We're going to talk about LT when we come back. You want to keep it locked right here to Locked on Canes. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. And for the everydayers, if you want to take your everyday or experience to the next level, you want to join our exclusive SMS texting service through subtext. I'm including a link in the show description below. You get text messages to your phone directly from mine. I don't have a social media intern or anything like that. They all come from my phone. Give you guys show previews, recruiting updates, breaking news when it happens. You can do one-on-ones with me on there. So try it free for 14 days. You can click the link in the show description below. You can try it completely free for 14 days. And then if you like it and you want to opt in, it's $4.99 a month after that. But we give you a lot of added value on there. So join our exclusive subtext community. Brian Smith is with us, allhurricanes.com. He's also the recruiting expert here on the Locked On Podcast Network. 
Uh, now, of course, uh, a lot of the work that you did in the last cycle was scouting Ruben Hurricane Bain from Miami oh. Central. Um, this is a guy I watched him in spring football, Brian. I knew he was going to be good, but I didn't realize he'd be this good this quickly because he wreaked havoc <clears throat> in spring practices and in the spring game. How much is he get on going to get on the field year one, you think? This is the million-dollar question because if every play was a passing play, I'd start him. Um, he's just that good of a natural pass rusher. Can he hold up against the run when a 320-pound ugly man that doesn't like him is in front of him? That's that's what it comes down to. I mean, it's, it's about bully ball. Yeah. When you see a freshman defensive lineman on the field, it's an open book, bro. You try to run at him and make sure that he has the technique and, more importantly, the physical strength to hold up. So I think he'll rotate in and out, but I think the majority of his reps will be third down situations or passing situations until he literally proves it. It's, and think about Miami's offensive line that he's going against in practice now. He's going against Big Maui and guys like that. They got a lot of size. There has not been a bigger overhaul in college football than Miami's O-line from 22 to 23. It's insane. So we'll find out pretty quick uh, the A&M game in particular. How many plays does Ruben get on the field that's first or second down and it's still a running situation? That's what I'm curious about. Because if he can handle that, Miami's DN group can be considered as good as there is in the country. I mean, they got some dudes up front. They they, they had 37 sacks last year and they got a lot of those guys back. They're going to be good. They just got to find a way to rotate players, especially early in the year down there at the heat is brutal. So you need to rotate DNs. I think he will play a lot. But again, playing the runs the key. If he can do that, man, he'll be almost like a co-starter because third and seven, nobody wants to see him lining up with his hands in the dirt. Now, we got a question from LL Cool Matt on our subtext chat about Leonard Taylor, who you wrote about LT. Um, I, I think this is this is a really important season for him, Brian. And, and Leonard Taylor, he's going to have to be the anchor of that defensive line, perhaps the anchor of the defense, period. What kind of a role do you think Taylor, who I didn't think they let him on the field enough last year, new defensive coordinator now, what kind of a role do you think LT56 is going to play? Well, if you look at Good, uh, Guidry's defense, he moves guys around and has a lot of moving parts. That's going to benefit him, man. Because teams, they don't want to see him on third down and seven as an interior lineman. Most guards can't pass block that well. And that's the mm. one thing that he's always been able to do. Try, I was thinking about this earlier today when I was writing the article on all hurricanes. I can't think of a guy that had better technique as a three-tech in the last five years than Taylor coming out of high school. I mean, he'd been really, really well trained. And he just smoked guys at the high school. I mean, it was a joke. Yeah. And in college, he's getting double teams. They're chip, they're doing all kinds of things. And that's a lot harder. I mean, you're playing against better comp. But to me, that'll come, especially with everybody they have. They've got Miami's D-line is un, is being swept on. It's it had it had 37 sacks last year, man. It's good. They have to play the run better, though. And that's the key for me. And I talked about it in the article. He needs to increase his ability to push the pocket and just flat out stuff them. Second down and 10 leads to sacks, too. So if he can do that, he'll actually increase his sack total on everybody else. Miami could be in the 45 range this year. I mean, legitimately, they they could be a top five defensive line in the country rushing the passer. They have speed galore, guys like Nigel Kelly, Jafari Harvey, et cetera. That, you can't double them all. So if he's an anchor in the middle and they have to double him, man, Miami's edge guys, they're going to eat. So that's why I think he's as important a player on the defense and arguably the team as there is. Because the other thing is he's 305. 
Mm-hmm. We've talked about this a lot on the show. Miami does not have a lot of pure size at D-tackle. That doesn't mean they have talent. It's just that specific body type. If he's not healthy, it changes Miami's rotation immediately. It's a problem. They just don't have many guys like that. So, you know, I want Joshua Horton and some of the younger players to get players, you know, to Moten, et cetera. But let's do it. Taylor needs to get about 60% of the reps at his spot, is my guess. And then you rotate other guys in. He, he's a dude. So if he comes out and plays like he can, Miami can win a lot of games. Couldn't have said it any better myself. You guys want to make sure you follow Brian on Twitter at FBScout underscore Florida. Check out his work at allhurricanes.com. You want to read that Leonard Taylor piece. I thought he did a great job there. And guys, remember now, uh, every time Brian joins us, it's brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. They help you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. Brian, thank you so much for taking the time and thank you for the insight. As always, have an awesome rest of your week. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. You do the same. And to the everydayers, thank you guys so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen. Remember, we're available free on YouTube. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts, like Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Google. Make sure to leave us a nice review. Leave us a thumbs up if you're watching on the YouTube channel. And we will talk to you again next time on another episode of Locked on Canes, part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.